entrepreneurship is great, but can also seem overwhelming. Wouldn't you like to know the pros, opportunities, and problems with different business and investment strategies before you jump in? Well then, welcome to Entrepreneurship Exposed. Whoa, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed with your guy, Bees. And today we're going to have a great conversation where we are exposing all aspects of entrepreneurship, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And today, I got my brother and my sister in here, Grizzy and Orisha of I Am Surviving Vegan. What's good? First off, thank you for inviting us on this beautiful show. This thing is entrepreneurship exposed. I ain't listen. We exposing everything. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much, Bees, and thank the entire you. Beehive community for having us on here. We appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. I love it. I love it. Guys, listen, first of all, thank you again for coming on here. Uh, you and I, three of us, have many different discussions, masterminds, projects, all types of things that we do together. But I think that this discussion is critically important. And I want to start off by saying one of the quotes that I'm most familiar with, something that I kind of lived by, is oftentimes we sacrifice our health in order to get our wealth and then spend all of our wealth trying to get back our health, right? And I think I was kind of one of the, you know, victims of that because at one point I was just so grinding, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't you know, focusing on things. I wasn't eating right. I was traveling a lot. I wasn't working out. I was, it was a lot of things happening. And then once I started to gain wealth, it was like, okay, now I started going to the doctor more. Oh, I went and got LASIK. (laughs) I went and I did all type of different things after I made some wealth, right? Created some wealth. And I think that that's a, a trap that a lot of people fall into. So I think it's a great place to start off this conversation. But tell the, tell the people more about who you guys are first, and then we can jump right in. Well, let the king go first. I get the floor. No, I heard the women go first all the time. <laughs> but I take the floor this time. I take it. Listen, I am Grizzly the God, and this is Arisha Oshun. And we started our multi-million dollar company, Surviving Vegan, five years ago. Yeah, this year. You, for, you, you forgot one other introduction. Oh, this is oh. baby God. How can I forget? Hello. Say hello. There we go. Number five of the collection of vegan babies. Yeah, we, this is our fifth year in business. We started five years ago with a hope and a dream. Honestly, a hope and a dream that's what we started with. Um, we stumbled into entrepreneurship um, somewhat. Somewhat. We, somewhat. Somewhat, because we had been doing things before we actually had survived vegan. We had a club night. Club we night. had a yeah. real estate wholesaling business. We had done many things before. We did entertainment shows. We've done a lot of things mm-hmm. before, but it wasn't until we kind of like realized that some of the things that we were consuming, like I was a McDonald's chicken select script heavyweight champion, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and he was everything champion. <laughs> I was everything champion. I eat it all. I eat it all. Built for it tough. Yes, he was one of those. And he was the one that actually introduced veganism to me. We had gone on this journey of like literally trying to figure out why things wasn't happening in life the way we wanted it to. And I believe that's why he said stumble into it because we wasn't looking for a vegan business. We weren't looking for any of this. And by us realizing, hey, the way we eat, the way we think, the way we feel all influence our health, we decided to make some drastic changes. So he was like, we've been learning too much. 
to continue to eat the way we're eating. And I'm like, okay, what you mean? So he's like, I think we should go vegan. I said, hey, let's do it. The thing about it, though, and why I say we stumbled into it, right, is because, like you said, we didn't have any inkling of turning our health into a business. That was not the key. That was not the point. We are a real vegan lifestyle family, okay? That's what's right? up. But listen, and I'm actually, I'm going to speak on that. One thing about our lifestyle, and, and this is a key to it, like we literally turned our lifestyle into money. Even this aspect of her and the child is it generates us constant revenue because why? Our life is money. What mm. we talk about, the breastfeeding, the veganism of it, the you know the shortage of baby formula that's mm. happening right now, right? Yes. Ain't no shortage, Ain't no shortage over, here. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no shortage over here. And we teach people how to not be a shortage at all because vegetation is around us all day. So you shouldn't yeah. be shorting it, shorting anything. But that stumble along came because honestly, we didn't have no money. We was broke on broke, y'all. And we said, you know, let's take our knowledge. It's all we have really to have. We didn't have anything. We had no money. We can't buy products. We can't buy nobody's services. We can't do anything. All we have is what we have in our mind. And at that time, it clicked to her. I got to pass it to her, the baton to her. It clicked to her to say, you know what? I'm going to sell my knowledge. Yeah. You know? um, exactly. It was birthed out of kind of like desperation in terms of, but we, we didn't feel desperate. But we just knew, okay, how can we take what we have and turn it into something that's profitable? I think a lot of people feel that way today. You know, how can I take what I currently have and make a dollar out of it. A lot of people say, how can I turn dollar from cents, right? If it don't make money, it don't make sense. So I realized my knowledge can be sold because I saw a lot of people going into veganism. I saw that a lot of people were becoming more aware of their health. So I decided to create a cookbook, right? Um, I decided to create a cookbook after going viral on Facebook. We decided to make a cookbook. We decided to detox. Why and- did you go viral on Facebook, though? <laughs> we yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we to go into that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we went viral on Facebook because I made some Jamaican-style <laughs> vegan oxtail. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. So we got to dig into that. We got to dig into that because what y'all are saying, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but what y'all are saying is special. I know that when I was trying to figure out how to make money, I used to say to myself, I don't have no skill or Mm -hmm. anything. Like, what am I going to share with someone else? And even when y'all created the the vegan cookbook, maybe you only knew 10 recipes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not like you knew a billion recipes and said, okay, now I could do it. Mm -hmm. Just knowing 10 more recipes than someone else there's going to be people that's willing to buy into that. There's going to be people who want to learn about it. So you took your knowledge and it doesn't have to be that you're a master at it because you had just started veganism recently before that. And then you took that knowledge that you are just a little bit ahead of some other people and was able to share that with them. And that started the whole business for you. Right, 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 absolutely. So it was me seeing, okay, you know, I cook vegan all the time. And I think a lot of people don't understand what we have in our hand via our phone. We have so much exposure. We never had this much exposure before. We never had this much access to people before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just was online sharing. And because I was sharing, one of my posts just did well. Right. I have been sharing for maybe I decided to continue to be consistent with my sharing eventually led to a viral post. And I was like, oh, this is it. You know, spiritually on the outside as well. I was trying my best to stay in alignment with, you know, health, not just with what I ate, but how I felt my environment. I went outside, connected to the earth, did some grounding, you know, went outside with my shoes off. That's what grounding essentially is. You go outside without your shoes, yeah. you let your feet 
connect with the minerals in the earth. I spent a lot of time in the sun. And as someone said in the chat, where opportunity, you know, meets preparation equals quote unquote luck. And that's how I felt. You know, when that opportunity came, I said, oh, I'm ready. I'm ripe for this opportunity. And I decided to, at that moment with all the eyes on us, I decided to take what I knew and create a product from it. So we created a cookbook. We did detoxes. And then when I saw how fast people were seeing results in 10 days, I remember my first detox was November, 2017. It was a group of maybe about 50 people. They did the detox. And one lady came back and her blood pressure went down like 30 or 40 points. Mm -hmm. One lady was no longer pre-diabetic. One lady lost 20 pounds in 10 days. I said, oh my gosh, we can truly help people. And then that kind of kept the momentum within my spirit. Just keep going because I saw the type of results. I already knew what it done for me, you know, being depressed, dealing with anxiety and stuff. I saw what it done for me, but to see that this actually worked for other people, I think that's what gave me the motivation to keep going. Nice, nice, awesome. I love this because I feel like that's not something anyone, most people would think of, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I want to be vegan for me. I want to yeah. improve my health. But then to flip it and turn it into a business, I feel like that's that's an amazing, you know, direction that you guys went with it and really kind of cornered the market in essence. I'm not saying there's there aren't others out there talking about veganism and you know making it detoxes and such. But, but don't nobody do it like survival. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. What are you drinking right there, man? Is that a ginger shot? This is red clover. Red, red clover tea. tea. So Ricky's on a detox. He's repairing his liver and repairing his gut health. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's drinking red raspberry tea with clove, ginger, turmeric. Yep, yep. Ooh, well, so you live that lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It is not just phase. It's not just facade for people. It's not just, you know, a lot of people posting and, and focusing on driving a Lamborghini or being in a mansion, but you guys are consistently talking about health and wealth, right? Yeah. You guys are consistently, I, I love one of Arisha's, uh, one of my favorite things that Arisha said, the back is for the education. What did you say? Grizzly was just talking about that today. He said, you got to get back to saying the front is for entertainment, the back is for education. For real. People will write us in the DM or talk to him in public and be like, that literally helped me. I remember days where ingredients were oblivious to me. Like, I didn't care about ingredients. But now, you know, when we first went vegan, when Grizzly made that decision, I don't know what challenged us the very first time when we went to the grocery store to actually read the ingredients of every single thing that yeah. we bought. We spent yeah. like three hours in the, in the grocery, grocery store. store. But that one trip, we read every single ingredient of things that we usually buy. And we were like, we were like, we was in Walmart. We were in, we yes. was in Walmart because yes. we used to shop at Walmart. Yes. And that's when we totally no. stopped. And then, no, you know, no disclaimer, I, ain't, it's, I, still yeah. go, I still go there. I still go there. I still go there. Still a part of the Walmart community. Trust me. But I was hoping I had some food around me or something because I was going to read the back. I don't have no ingredients in front of me. No, but you, you guys probably have nothing but good stuff around me. I, I, I want to read something from like, you know, like some chips or something. And but, you know, I was reading a lot of things like, for example, the, the one that always gets me is the uh, sports drink. Oh, I got something. I got something. He's going to there get There we it. go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, what really got me was the energy drinks or the sports drinks, right? Ah. I used to drink Gatorade in high school all, all the time, right? All the time. I used to get at the vending machine. And then that day I read the ingredients. I was like, I'm really just drinking sugar water. 
I'm really mm. just making sugar water, right? So when I read this, I was like, oh, snap. This is important. It's important for me to read the ingredients of things. And I don't want to put no businesses on blast. But but that's what we're doing today. We are exposing okay. the industry, right? So I got, for my audio listeners only, I'm holding up a box of basic four cereal, right? And I've had this in my pantry for a minute. And the reason why I'm holding this one up in particular is because my perception in the past was, oh, this is super healthy. I was like, it's basic four. How can you beat this? Like it got nuts and berries and all type of stuff, right? Then, when the you read, I'm, I'm not even going to read. for education. There we go. I'm not even going to read everything in here. But the key thing is I've read the back or the side in this case. I've read the side in, in the past of certain things. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever that is. And <laughs> just kept going. Okay. But when you really think about it, glycerin? Why is glycerin in my cereal? Why is, well, first of all, we know the corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup and those things. Most of us have heard about that. What is these preservatives for freshness? What is something carbonate? There's all these words on there that you just be like, oh, well, okay. But these are important to understand. Like, is this really what you want to eat? And, and not even that, the front is for entertainment. Even the color that they chose, right? The box is green. So green it's is healthy. It's healthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Trust. Blue, green. They use these colors to gain your trust because we're mm-hmm. learn, we learn from colors too. We gravitate towards certain things. Everybody look up the color psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Just watching. They understand how to use marketing, how to use psychology to in turn, make a profit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to got some uh, some good old All right, snacks. So, yeah, we got some snacks. Now, these are not our snacks. You're right. I only found two <laughs> snacks. These are content snacks. But I'm going to uh-huh. wave this in, in the camera, right? Ooh, Reese's Pieces. This is what we, y'all be eating these. Everybody done had some. I done had some too. The ingredients <laughs> on this, though, is milk, chocolate, sugar, cocoa butter, chocolate, non-fat milk, milk fat, Lactose, not fat milk, then milk fat, then milk fat, <laughs> lactose, lechin soy, PGPR. I don't know what that emulsifier. Emulsifier, what is emulsifier? I never even heard so of that. So let's talk about when you go in the grocery store, right? We know the front is for entertainment, the back is for education, right? Education. When you're reading the ingredients, the ingredients are listed in descending order. So mm-hmm. the first ingredient is what the product has the most of. So as we go down the list, milk chocolate is made mostly of milk chocolate, which is ultimately secretions from a cow that are mixed high in chocolate. estrogen mm. mixed with chocolate, right? Then you go into sugar. Sugar is the next ingredient. So this is mostly milk and sugar, right? So when we talk about you know things that lead to health problems, we can go on and on with the laundry list, but hold on, hold on, hold on. you have to realize that the things you put on the outside of your body become a part of the inside of your body. Who's yeah, Swedish fish. All right, I hate those, sweet. but let's go. I, don't, I never ate in my life. But this is what's in Swedish fish. Sugar, and then it says invert sugar. I never heard of invert sugar in my life. Okay. Corn syrup, modified corn starch, contains less than 2% of citric acid. White mineral oil, Natural and artificial flavors. Red forty carnabua wax. They want. They got wax in their body. Wax. That's the. Wow. I don't have to ask no more. Wax. Wow. I'm putting wax. If you eat this, you ate wax. Wow. And it's mostly sugar, right? So that's yeah. spike in glucose. And people think, oh, I need to stay away from sugar. I need no. You need to stay away from junk foods. You need to stay away there from sugar. Sugar is the body's natural 
source of energy from fruits and vegetables, you know, whole fruits, whole vegetables. And when you isolate the sugar from the sugar cane and make it a Swedish fish, <laughs> no, it's not doing anything for you. <laughs> and you know what? People are not aware. And I'm not going to make it only about veganism because we won't get into the business side of yeah, it too. Right? But, but to be honest, it's like, I, I, in my freezer, I have little ice cream cone things, right? Mm-hmm. But then I also have a bag of mangoes that are chopped up in pieces that's just put in the freezer. And when you eat, when you bite into it, it tastes awesome. It's like a, better than having a little ice cream thing because it's a frozen mango sugar for sure, right? But that's natural. And those are mangoes from my tree in the background. So there's no pesticide, no hormone, no nothing put onto it, right? Mm-hmm. So- I think people underestimate how good good food can taste. Oh, wow. How good good food can taste. Yeah, we were <laughs> just talking, you know, the other day, and he was saying people don't even prepare food the way we used to prepare food. Yeah. Soaking your beans, soaking your rice, cleansing. We're so used to this, you fast know, fast food, food type of yeah. culture. And that's what's really making people sick. The yeah. snack culture and the fast food culture is what making people sick. You could be sick on any diet, a meat-eating diet, a vegan diet, pescatarian diet. It's the fast stuff that's making us Correct. sick because the process of how it's getting to our table, right? Going through isolation, going through putting emulsifiers and chemicals in it and all these things is getting trapped in our lymphatic system. It's weakening our immune system, making us more susceptible to viruses, bacteria. And that's really what's making people sick. It wasn't until we started snacking. We don't see nobody in the jungle snacking. The, the alligator is not snacking. Okay? <laughs> Monkeys are not snacking. The elephants are not snacking. They are eating fruits and vegetables. They're eating meals. They're not snacking. Oh, it's three o'clock. Time for me a little snack. I'm late at night. Time for me a little snack. Right? So this snacking culture is getting us in trouble. You know, just to bring it back, right? And obviously, we're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners. And just what she said is so key because... We're entrepreneurs are at high levels of stress daily. And if you understand anything about stress, you understand that cravings come about when you're stressed, you know, when your body is in stress. So a lot of us as entrepreneurs have bad eating habits, stress eating, stress eating, all that, (laughs) all that. Right. And what that does to us as being entrepreneurs, essentially my, my term for entrepreneurs are leaders. That's what I call us now. Entrepreneur is the new leader. Why? Because controls the finances lead the way or if at the end of the day we're the leaders and we're not consuming properly we're overly stressed we're snacking as she said eating these fast quick foods a lot of us do not eat healthy meals every day even with the healthy amount of money we are making that's real that's that's true even with the healthy amount of money we're making we're not eating healthy meals and that is a no-no because your leadership is going to crumble it has no other way but to crumble you know because your internalness isn't built strong, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Oh, so that's my... <laughs> you know? So, so, so now here's the thing, though, right? In making that decision, especially in this type of industry where it's a lifestyle-based business, a lot of times lifestyle-based businesses become dependent on the person exuding that lifestyle, right? So now for this business to run... They want to hear from Orisha. They want to hear from Grizzy. And how did y'all navigate to, to make that pivot from, okay, it's us. We doing these things. We, we're the face of everything. To then making it into a full business where you have employees that are doing it for you and you get to pull back away a little bit. How did you make that transition? Okay, big question. That's, another, that's a grand 
With your help, thank you. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm definitely shooting that to you off top. Two years, I've been, um, I've been definitely under your tutorage without you even um, knowing it. I've been paying attention and watching and asking, and that is honestly what helped us to transition ourselves out of the face. It was something that I always knew, but at the end of the day, her face, and I say her face because Arisha was the front end of the brand. Her face was the money grabber. Right. So at the end of the day, when we realized that if we wanted to take a break and not be on front, we won't make money if she comes off. Right. So taking all your advice, listening to you, I realized that we couldn't grow without other people. You can't just can't. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, starting entrepreneur, even with the business that we did open, it's still a fear basis. And the fear basis is relinquishing control to someone else, you know, and to essentially your baby we're this is a one of the first companies we're growing the baby and it's not easy to relinquish that control to anybody you know so like again with your tutorage it helped me to just ease it ease myself through and also coach her through it's not it isn't fully operational to where her face is totally off but we created a structure now to where within the next few months yeah in the 2022 baby um, you know you will start to see it you should start to fade out and it's because you know a part of it is understanding that the company needs to survive beyond me um that's number one and then another part of that is automation so we really created our you've been telling us automation for the longest Mm -hmm. and we just finally with the vegan pussy power challenge created our first fully automated product and it feels good because it serves me at the highest and it serves our community at the highest. They're still getting the transformation. As Grizzy said, woo, woo, woo. it was fear basis. I was like, if I'm not there, it's not going to work. So I really just started to understand that and grab onto that. I'm relinquishing even a lot of my fear as well in terms of make knowing everything's going to be okay. Like I'm the front end, but Grizzy is more of the system. So he puts the teams together and delegates the tasks. So I had to get out of his way as well to let him do what he do. So it's definitely still a learning process, but we are on board for uh, me to be at least have uh, 50% phased out by the end of December 2022. One of the one of the things we did throughout, I want to point this out. Because she, the type of brand that we have, and she is the influencer on the front end, right? And I like to make content. I do like making She content. loves it. I can't tell <laughs> What happens is what we had to do is we have a, a particular product and it's called our academy, SB Academy. And this is like our this is our core product. And that core product is where most of the teaching happens at. So what we had to realize was that who is going to be the best fit to actually take over for her. Right. We really had to figure that out. And the best individuals that we saw fit were the people that were learning the information that we were actually teaching to. So, and it's a, it's a pro and a con for, for this aspect. It definitely is. And I can, we could definitely go into it, but it was a bit pro because they were the only individuals that knew the information. Like she knew the information. So learning it. Yeah. You know, essentially these are the only individuals that we can put into that next position to speak vividly. Like she does. Even myself, I can't speak vividly like Arisha mm-hmm. and she can't speak my language or system. Like I can't. You know, so when I realized that we went ahead into our internal community, we did a beta test with about 100 of our students and we sent them through rigorous eight weeks of training, um, ups and downs. And we came out at the end of that with a strong team of about six and we beta tested them for the first quarter of the year. And it was good. Um, it was good. And I, and I used beta testing because there's some things we want to change. Yes. <laughs> beta testing. 
not <laughs> not fully launched to the world, and it's beta. It's it's yeah. like, going but, but, what, but what you did is a, an amazing model too, because you're in essence using like crowdsourcing in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So that's become a big thing in many type of business models. When you look at the fact that Uber doesn't own any taxi cars or any automobiles or whatever, but yet they're the largest taxi business in the world. Airbnb doesn't own properties, but they're the largest you know real estate provider in the world or whatever it may be. And similar to, to that, that's in essence what you're doing. As you start phasing out, you have the crowd doing all of these things for you, just facilitating them, and you created a business structure around it. So I think that that's awesome, and I think that that's, that's going to – and that leads me into what's going to be your next move, right? As you start to uh, get more people that can become the face, as you start to completely retire out of being the, the front end, you know, what else would you do? And before you answer that, I want to say <laughs> something to Orisha in particular, because I don't know if you've already thought about this. I'm sure you have. But why aren't you, just like how you learned veganism and then started teaching it, you're a beast when it comes to content. So what about that? Teaching people how to make, you call them things on Instagram, reels <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I did go ahead and create more of a personal brand. We have beta tested that as well. We beta tested just helping people run holistic brands and it works. It, it definitely did well. And as our, I continue to phase out of surviving vegan, that's something I want to do. However, you have introduced me to investing into businesses and I like that. But, no, no, no. <laughs> I would say it like this. You introduced buying cash flow. That's yeah. what I want. I say it straight. You introduced to me how to buy cash flow straight up. I like that means that you're listening to me, bro. That I means you just that right there, Grizzy, is the key phrase that I think people overlook. Right on another episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed, we had Asani on here, and he told the story of how when I when he first heard of me talking about it, he thought, "Oh well, I can't. I don't have enough time to work another job." If I bought another business, once he joined the the BBI, the Business Builders Institute, he was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to like buy a job. I'm not buying a job. I'm buying cash flow. And that beca- that's when it clicked for him. And that's why what you just said is so critical, because that's what it is. You get to look at the details of the business first before deciding to get into it. And then you're saying, oh, OK, this one can pay me. X amount per month, X amount per year. So I'll acquire it with no money out of my pocket. And now I'm adding to my cash flow, to my you know revenue that's consistently coming in. So yeah, I'm glad that you said that. And I'm glad. See, you guys are already ahead of the game because I was I was gonna get into that and say, how are y'all with buying businesses? How do you feel about it? And when do you expect to execute on your first uh, acquisition? I'll answer. Let me answer. Let me answer. answer. I just want to say one thing. I want to say one thing before he answers. I wanted to build more businesses and I love business building. However, I going through the process of building Surviving Vegan has really helped me to define my why. Like, why am I doing this? What do I really want out of life? Why am I in existence? And I want my freedom in my time. Like mm-hmm. I want to be here for my babies. Even with building Surviving Vegan, I don't feel like I have done as much as I could with my health. So I need that time back. So just buying businesses makes more sense for what I want and how, how I want to serve myself. So I just want to say that. No, no, no. You said that's perfect. Um, actually, we had a conversation about this earlier um, today. Today, and <laughs> she explained to me because. You know, I presented the buying business to her and she, and she just took it to a whole nother level as she always do. That's why I love her. 
right? And she was like, we need to buy businesses right now. That's what we need to do. And I was like, okay, it's a process to it. And she was explaining to me, because for me, I like building business as well. I'm yeah. just like, listen, I'm like a protege of this guy, right? <laughs> and I do like the ability to go in, create a team and, you know, curate it. I like yeah. that. But yeah. she made it very clear that she said, we need cash flow. So with cash flow, and I love, who was it? I believe it was Robert Kawasaki, if I'm not mistaken. And it was, the thought was, hey, right now, all you need to do is get this cash flow so that you can do all your philanthropic work. Whatever you want to do later, whatever we want to build and whatever, you get the money. So now this is what I tell my people. And and this is what you showed me. We didn't know before that you can buy cash flow. Or heard it and like, what do you mean? Or didn't understand, right? I didn't know. So when when I speak that language now, people like, it's foreign. It is truly yeah. foreign to people. They like, what are you talking about? It's, that's not how is that even possible? You've been trained to train your time for money mentally. Yep. Yeah, you've yep. been trained. So now with this introduction, I'm not. And I told you this um recently. You know, even for myself, at being 32, I'm going through a learning curve. You know, mm-hmm. so even hearing that thing, I can bad cash flow. I hear it, but it's like uh, I gotta break my mind. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta recondition my I mindset, unlearn to relearn that. Oh, this is real. I can do mm-hmm. this. But, you know? And that's why environment is so important Correct. and your circle is so important because mm-hmm. I literally have somebody around me that's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very important that you take a look at who you surround yourself with. Are they bringing valuable information back to you? You know, mm-hmm. are they keeping you healthy, wealthy? I mean, both of them. What are they? What is your mm-hmm. circle producing for you? What type of energy? So big up to Business Builder Bees because <laughs> he definitely facilitates the energy of let's work smarter, not harder. That's that's how it got to be. And, you know, in addition to that, okay, we got to go back first. We got to go back first because I need to, it's time to pop the industry, right? We got to pop this, the the health and wealth, and especially this lifestyle change into a business, right? So now we're entering our segment of pop. And I want you to explain the pros of what you guys did, right? The pros of taking a lifestyle business, especially focusing on health and turning that into a business. Then the opportunities that you see in the market right now for someone else who might want to do the same and then any of the problems that you you want them to be aware of so that they could have that head start as well. Okay. I'm going to do one of each, one on one. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off you. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, we're not going to piggyback. He's going to veggie back off of me. There you <laughs> go. Okay. Veggie. I don't piggyback. Right. <laughs> um, so I definitely think the pros are what we were able to do with digital assets, right? So mm-hmm. I think the pro... In just any business, not even just veganism, but any business in 2022, whether you have money or not, you could create something digitally and bring it to the marketplace via social media. I think that's one of the biggest pros that we have. And then just niching down to veganism makes it even better because it's a fairly new market. Right. It's just catching on. So if you're looking for like, what's the next big thing? There have been reports saying that the world needs to go vegan in the next 20 years or will be vegan in the next 20 to 100 years because it's not sustainable the way we're going right now. Right. So knowing that McDonald's has brought on things like Beyond Meat, Taco Bell has brought on Beyond Meat, all these fast food corporations, Pizza Hut, they're starting to collaborate with these alternative meats shows you that this could be the next big pop for the future. So the pro is you can enter the digital space with little to no money, 
just intellect. And then the other pro of Nietzsche down to veganism is the fact that there's so much growth. It's already become like a billion dollar industry. And yeah, you can get in front of that curve. My pro would be overall being a part of something healthy, like literally, like mm-hmm. I'm not a part of uh, uh, anything that's damaging, yes. right? It's a lot of, it's a lot, and I'm serious about it. It's a lot of companies, a lot of, you know, um, industries that are damaging to the world. And uh, we are, our biggest pro is not damaging the world, but actually healing it, you know? And yeah, that's my big pro. And, and I want to throw in one too, because what you guys have done with, with your kids, your family, Right. That example that you set for them, because they're not feeling like, oh, I got to eat broccoli again. No, they're looking forward to it. They're like the <laughs> for entertainment and the baggage for education. They're people that. So that's changing the world one piece at a time. Because I, I still my kids still come come home talking about I want tackies. And I'm like, no, no more tackies. No more tackies. Said, no. Yes, they're causing ulcers in children's stomach, burning in the lot of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a pro. So so what about opportunities that exist in the market to, to do this type of lifestyle business, health related especially? The opportunities in the market right now, and I think Arisha said it is opportunity for growth. That's the biggest opportunity. It's wide open market. One of the things that I see is that the individuals with the money and they're tapping into this market are making multi-millions, multi-billions. Really? They're going ridiculous with it, right? Because they have the funds to put back in. So for me, again, I see that this is a growing space. You said something to us earlier and you said we cornered the market. Um, I'm glad you said that. And that's honestly something I hold on to every day. The opportunity of cornering this market. No vegan brand is doing what we're doing and we are actually literally setting the trend you know of what it's going to look like so we are at the front i mean that is a big opportunity for us to take this thing the next level to the next level and not even just to like veggie back off of grizzly another great opportunity is veganism doesn't really have a culture yet it doesn't really have a culture so the only culture that most people know about veganism is for the animals you know save the animals that's the culture but there is no real culture it doesn't have a style yet it doesn't have a feeling really attached to it just yet right Mm -hmm. and i think that with us being a personality and a lifestyle brand we bring a sense of culture to veganism when they think about veganism they're like hey that's the vegan lady that's the vegan brand and they remember these slogans the front is for entertainment the back is for education they're remembering how they felt when they saw the content and ultimately it's becoming like you said a legacy type of thing with people incorporating this into their family and giving their family a whole new culture and then on the flip side us bringing culture to veganism too i love that i love that and i'll throw in an opportunity too is that Going through a global pandemic has opened a lot of people's eyes to mm-hmm. why they need to be healthier, right? It opened a lot of people's eyes, including myself. I wasn't thinking about none of this before. <laughs> but, you know, going through a global pandemic and then shortages of baby f- formula and mm-hmm. then shortages of all types of other things and then more information about people getting sick from different foods and all types of stuff that's yeah. happening now is leading to an opportunity of more people wanting to be healthy. So if you're going to come in as a business person and, uh, you know, get into this space, I feel like that industry is just going to continue to skyrocket. 
Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and then, just see how many celebrities and everybody's just talking. Yes. About it. It's on the low. So you got to catch it. You know, they keep the, the next pop on the low. But if you really are into like, especially stocks and you're reading up on businesses and the moves that they're making, a lot of these fast food corporations and giants are partnering with alternative meat companies. So that is a big, big sign that there's a lot of hope for this space to grow. Definitely. Definitely. All right. And of course, we got to get to the, the, the nitty gritty. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we can't give all the roses without the thorns. Right? So what are potential problems that somebody needs to look at or consider before getting into this type of space? Biggest problem that came to my mind is one that we face early on, mm -hmm. not realizing that, like she said, veganism is wide open. And because it's wide open, you can pop, you can go, you can take it to the root. And if you're not prepared mentally or if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have somebody in your corner guiding you on particularly business tactics, business tactics, I'm not talking about health and all you figure that out, but your business tactics need to be in line because that's going to be a problem. If you, whether you're big or you're small, you're, if you don't know business, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. And one of the things that we face is that we grew rapidly without true structure and not having that structure didn't, it didn't, because we're so big, we didn't, it didn't allow us the time to build the structure. So as we're growing still, we're building. And that part is very tedious, very stressful, Right. You know, so right. that's a problem. Yeah. So just to even add to what Grizzly's saying, like have the intent that when you're posting, you're going to blow up. OK, that's mm -hmm. what he's saying. Mm -hmm. We didn't Correct. have the intent of, OK, I'm posting and this can potentially expose me to millions of people. So we were just going through our daily lives, but we were not aware of how powerful social media is. So knowing that, OK, when I post. You know, as having an entrepreneurial mindset, just saying, hey, what is my plans if this goes viral? When this goes viral? Because mm -hmm. if you're consistent, you're going to go viral eventually. Yeah. Right? If you're paying attention. So I think having like a minimum structure, like Grizzly said, is what's going to help you. She said, build a team. Listen, I, was, I was going to the next one and, and, and Britt popped it up. Trust me. I, I, that was the next thing I was going to say. Uh, my problem uh, with this industry and not just from a business perspective, but from a more health perspective is I also have a mentor in, in veganism because as I said earlier, you could be sick on a vegan diet, paleo, keto, whatever, if you don't understand that the body truly needs minerals. So one of the things that we faced with going vegan was we didn't realize that although, yeah, meat was bad and it's overprocessed and causing all of these health problems, it also supplied the body with minerals that we took away. So, you know, the first few weeks of getting going vegan, I actually got sick. Um, on top of that, I found out I was pregnant, but I was not feeding myself the right foods. I ate the same things. I was still eating bleached white flour. In fact, we were like really vegetarian because we used to go to IHOP every day and eat pancakes and hash browns for like the first three months. True. And they continue to learn and continue to adapt oh. after that. That's no, what's you got to know, like, okay, I need to hook up with Surviving Vegan because they have been doing it for seven years. They can show me the way, right? So get a mentor in business and get a mentor with your health. And if you can find one and all, why not come to Surviving Vegan? There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. So I do, I do want to you know, just piggyback off what Bill I'm piggyback. Veggie back. Veggie back. Reconstruction <laughs> of the mind. Build a team, right? Oh, man. One thing, it goes back to, I think we talked about it earlier. That's a problem not having a team. It's yeah. a big problem because when you don't have a team you can't delegate and all the weight is on you right yeah. and that was we were in that position for the first three years of starting and it wasn't okay so i, I definitely think that not having a, a team is a problem 
You need to go into business knowing that you need a team. We didn't go into business knowing we needed a team. But thinking that we wanted a team, we went into business like, we going to be rich, we better run it up, and we just going to spread the joy wherever we want to spread it. That's what's the mindset. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Because your time, your time you can't get back when you're 10 toes and paperwork and stripe accounts and click funnels and you know you can't you know so the team is and all these are systems he's talking about right so we were the ones creating the click funnel page we were the ones doing customer service through Mm. emails resuite we were the ones creating the landing pages we were the ones doing the email scripts like oh no (laughs) too much too much yeah and and the more you want to scale is the more that becomes it's like a chokehold right because you're you're the obstacle that's impacting your growth all right so oh say that again hold up say that one more time say that one more you time. are the obstacle that's we, impacting your growth you are the obstacle that's impacting our growth all right i take Whoa. that word i take that word today i take that there we go there we go so now when it comes to the acquisition side i always tell people that you can acquire anything right you can acquire something that's in horizontal or vertical to your business or Anything that the numbers just look good, right? Because that's the benefit of uh, doing an acquisition. You're going to acquire a business that's ages, you know, years old, five or more is my preference, 10 or more is even better. And then you see all the numbers. Now, knowing all of that, that you can acquire anything, you can acquire a gas station, you can acquire a pharmacy, you can acquire a health med spa, a commercial laundry laundromat, a coin laundromat, anything, knowing all of that. What do you think would be potentially your first acquisition? Would it be something related to your current business or just whatever the numbers look good? Um, good question. Again, we had this conversation this morning, so you're asking beautiful questions. And we didn't come up with an answer, but we did explore both, right? Because at the end of the day, we know that we want Surviving Vegan to go to the next level. And it's components that obviously we haven't talked about on this that we know that we need to add, mm-hmm. right? So... As you showed us, again, we can add by acquiring versus building from ground up. So that is actually, I, I, I truly, I believe, our first thing that we want to do, add to the structure. But you know, we move fast, B, so I'm going to have two going at one time because we got this one that I want up and then we got to get, you know, so yeah, that's yeah, how I'm I, I definitely think that's where we are, like both at the same time. It depends on what comes first. Like we want something that's producing great cash flow that we can buy. And we also want to build surviving vegan. If we so happen to find something that helps surviving vegan first, that's what it is. If we happen to find one that we just can't pass up, the numbers look right. Well, you're going to be first. Right. But ultimately, I think it's about buying our time back. Is it? Buying our, buying our time back so you know adding to surviving vegan and acquiring a cash flow business as long as it doesn't you know disrupt our morale mm-hmm. you know we ain't trying to buy no chicken factory or nothing like that <laughs> hey listen if i buy a chicken factory i'm buying it for content i'm buying it for content to go in there and <laughs> what they be doing to the chickens i promise you that's what hey, is making money and you get to, to, you to further me? your cause i'm just so. saying I'm going like to the show the people. I'm just gonna go out of business later. Trust me. I'm gonna make sure. That <laughs> I'm going to show the people and feed survive vegan more. Let's go. I grow. love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so now I've mentioned this to you before, Grizzy, but not mm-hmm. directly to Arisha. But you know that I'm establishing a challenge called the Trillion Dollar Challenge. Right? We're gonna create a trillion dollar table, trillion dollar room where 
we have a trillion dollars assets under management, AUM. And I always specify that because some people think, oh, you're going to have a trillion dollars in your pocket? Like, no, that doesn't mean you have a trillion. Uh, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk does not have 300-something billion dollars in his pocket. He has stocks. He has real estate. He has assets under management. And it's entirely possible, and this is why we, we need to stop thinking so small, thinking that, oh, that's, that's too much. We can't imagine to, to do that. By the end of this decade, we will have this trillion-dollar table. Will you two be in it? And what do you think about it? I'm in it to win it. There we go. Hey, I'm listen, in it to win like you, it. Like you said, you already brought me to it already. So I already yes, myself right then and there. But yes, no, trillion-dollar table, that is amazing. amazing. And you know, the thing about that trillion-dollar table I, I want to really point out is that it's not an individual table. And I just go back to what we were talking about, just with our business overall, the beginning, like, we got to stop feeling like we got to do it all by ourselves. Yes. Like, I, I'm honestly, I'm at a spot in my life where I'm tired of being the only one. I need, I need allies. That's what I look for when I go and network, mm. um, when I reach out, when I extend myself, I'm looking to receive an ally back, you know? So yes. that table you're talking about, yeah, that's the table I want to be at all day. Yeah. There we go. There, I'm looking forward to having both of you at that table. We're going to remember this day. We're going to come back to this episode eight years later, by the end of this decade, and we're going to be like, yo, this is when we were talking about it. Now we've achieved it. All right? So I love having this proof and this motivation that's going to be live, available for everybody, and as a reminder for us that we keep making it happen. Because I'm going to tell you all the truth. There was a point in time when I first made like mid to high six figures. Mm-hmm. I was like... Oh, I'm good. I don't need nothing more than that. I'm cool. That's all. Mm. I was complacent. Then when I started, got in the seven-figure range, I was like, wow, I actually made it to seven figures. And then it was like, oh, I, I'm cool right here. I don't need to go. I don't need to work any harder and do anything else to, to get to you know any higher. But recently, this was a, last year, I think, when one of my students mentioned how you know I helped him to get to seven figures, but now he sees the path to a billion dollars using this acquisition stuff. I said to myself, yeah, why haven't I continued to grow, you know, to larger acquisitions? I want to acquire a $20 million company, $50 million company, $100 million company, billion dollar company, because the same things, the same strategy that is used to acquire a $1 million company is the same thing for a billion dollar, right? So now I said, I said to myself, yes, I can get to a billion dollars. Right. And I'm going to make it happen in this decade. And that mindset is critical for everybody to say, yeah, I want more. I know I want more and I'm going to achieve it. If you don't want more, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't feel that you can't achieve more. And that's why you don't want more. Correct. Right. So so I'm glad to have, you know, people like you, friends, family, partners that you guys are always striving for more to do better do better for your kids, your family, do better for your legacy, do better for this earth, do better for people. And that's one of the main things that I appreciate of both of you. Thank you. Thank you, B. I appreciate for sure. it. For sure. Yes. I also have to say that Grizzly is one of the first people that we're masterminding. You know, we came to my house, we did some masterminds, we're talking business, making money, credit. Then then I went to his house, him and Arisha's house, and Grizzly was like, how you feeling? And I was like, wait, what? What type of trauma did you have? Uh, and I was like, wait, hold up. What? I was like, this is an interesting conversation. And it changed my whole perspective. That because that's, that is the epitome of health and wealth exposed, right? Mm-hmm. We often negate and neglect that discussion, mm-hmm. right? That health. And health is not just your physical and the food you're eating, but your mental health and everything. We negate that discussion because we only focused on the wealth. 
right? So you guys are doing an amazing job at bringing more attention to not just the what you eat health, but your entire comprehensive health. And kudos to y'all for that. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. That's that's sure. that you my heart today. For sure, man. Well, listen, it has been a pleasure having you two on here. This is probably actually the longest that I've gone gone because I typically keep it like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. But the conversation is just amazing. We got so much to talk about. Yeah. But the, the people have to hear what you guys yeah. are, uh, are doing, hear your message, and hear how they can achieve just like how you guys achieved, achieved and built these uh, you know amazing brands and now buying brands. You guys are leading the way. I appreciate you for coming on another episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed. We have exposed the health and wealth is Grizzy and Orisha of I Am Surviving Vegan. Follow us on all social platforms. You can even text me, honey, 954-758-5223. There we go. And we're going to make sure that that's down in the caption for everybody that's watching it later so that you can get in touch with Grizzy and Orisha and I Am Surviving Vegan and take your health and wealth to the next level. Next level. We expose it. <laughs> Much love, y'all. See y'all on the next episode.